0: And Anissa. Ah, and you're listening to. Cheers. Just Googly Ghouly Things. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Boo Thanks, and welcome back to Just Ghoulie Things, the Quarantine Spooky Story Special, episode 38. And we are your beautiful hosts, Rebecca, Lily, and Anissa. Woo! Hey! So if you guys haven't noticed, we have another guest co-host on Just Ghoulie Things, the Quarantine Spooky Story Special, and it is a relatively newer Boothang listener, Anissa Gavia. Thank you so much for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Um, We appreciate you taking time to talk to us.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to do it. Oh, yeah, no
0: problem. Yay, this is so fun. I love this, guys. Yeah, so, um, Anissa, just so we kind of have an idea, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves, anything that you're willing to disclose to our boo things about you? We'd love to know.
1: Um, Yeah, so I'm 26, born and raised in Orange County, but I actually moved out to Corona, which is like 10 minutes outside of Orange County. Um. And I mean, I do makeup, which is fun, but I've always been like super into the paranormal ever since I was a kid because it sounds so cheesy or silly, I feel like, but I like legit grew up in a haunted house. Um, (laughs) So a bunch of stuff happened and it's so funny, like as I got older and like me and my brother started sharing more like with my mom. She, she kind of laughed about it and was like, oh, my God, I feel so bad.
0: Like, my kids are being tormented, like, their Aww. entire lives,
1: like, growing up in that house.
0: <laughs> Wait, so did she know growing up that you had these experiences or you didn't tell her till later?
1: No, we didn't not really tell her until later. Is there
0: a reason why? Because she had, like,
1: well, okay, so the house that um, I grew up in was actually my grandparents' house. So my mom didn't really live there. She lived there for a few years, and I believe she had a few of her own, um, like, incidences that happened or, like, experiences that she had, but it wasn't anything to the extent of mine or my brother's.
0: Oh, that, okay. Uh, and now the story that you're, th- this experience you're talking about of living in your grandparents, um, if I remember correctly, is this what you had sent in to us a few months ago where we read it on the show?
1: Yeah, but there's, I could seriously go on and on, like, even friends, like, growing up who've spent the night have seen things, heard things, like, no, none of our friends, like, ever wanted to stay at our house, because (laughs) something would always happen.
0: Well, before we have you get into those experiences, I have to say, though, like, I, when you said that you do makeup, I reminded me, because, like, your makeup is always popping on your Instagram page. And oh, thank you. I, <laughs> I aspire to actually know how to do my makeup the way you do because I, I always wear the wrong color foundation that doesn't match my neck. I have no idea <laughs> what I'm doing, and I'm trying to learn through like YouTube tutorials. Since there's literally nothing else to do right now, like Lily and I are in quarantine. Right um but yeah like so if you want to send us some tips over um we will totally take advantage at least I will um and I will try to perfect my smoky eye or do something because I need to I need to learn from greatness so I'm going to talk to you after the show about that um uh, anyway so about your grandparents house um let's just get started right into your experiences when did when did the first encounter happen how old were you
1: Um, the first one that I can actually like remember vividly is, um, the one, I think I just talked about it just briefly in the email that I had sent you guys, but I was probably like four or five and, um, our house had like intercoms through each room Mm -hmm. and me and my brother were like playing upstairs and we heard my grandma's voice come through saying like, oh, can you, I can't even remember what it was. Honestly, it was probably like medicine or something. Like, oh, get this medicine off my bathroom counter, (laughs) you know, and bring it down to me. And we're like, okay, whatever. So we like go into her bathroom and like, as a kid and like, even growing up, like into like a teenager and stuff, we always hated like her bathroom area, like where her her and my grandpa's closets were, because it was just like, I don't know. It was just, like, eerie over there. But anyway, so we, like, grabbed whatever she wanted. And as we were walking past my grandpa's closet, his door was open. And, like, it's weird because me and my brother remember seeing the figure, but differently. Like, he remembers it as, like, an actual, like, person with, like, a mask on. But I just remember it as, like, a black, shadowy, like, figure, like, in the closet. But we both saw something started screaming and like ran down the stairs and then when we told my grandma like oh my gosh we just saw something like when we went to the bathroom to get that for you and she was like I didn't ask you guys to get anything out of my bathroom so we're like what the hell
0: okay so I just want to interject here because I have a few comments like while you were describing this this is like what came to mind so I don't know if you've been listening to our more recent episodes Um, of the quarantine special but a lot of experiences that we're reading are based in the bathroom and we've come up with a couple theories as to why a lot of paranormal things seem to happen in the bathroom and that's because of the water which is a form of energy for spirits as well as the mirror you know there's rumors um, theories that uh, the mirrors are portals to the other side so it would make sense that you have that weird feeling there but then I'm thinking, you know, you and your brother had two different experiences of what, the, of what the being looked like. And I'm thinking that this spirit lured you guys in there for a reason and showed himself mm-hmm. in a different way in ways that knew would scare you and your brother. Like for your brother, yeah. it was because yeah. it was like a mask and it was human. And then for you, it was a dark shadow that you couldn't really explain or say. So I right. find that so fascinating that you guys experienced the same thing, but yet it was so different. Right. And what's
1: interesting about like the mirror thing is and like being like just so like freaked out by that area and like her bathroom, because obviously it was like filled with tons of mirrors. Their closets were like the Mm -hmm. huge ones that were mirrors. Mm -hmm. And then they had like their bathroom mirrors that were like the way it's kind of hard to explain, but it's almost like they um, like if they were washing their hands, they'd be like facing each other. But there was a mirror in the middle, so they couldn't see each other. Oh. So they'd be like oh, on wow. the side. and then on my grandpa's side um there was another mirror behind it so it was two mirrors looking at each other
0: oh they're and just begging like, so for some spirits to it, come it through would, there like go on
1: forever and ever and ever <laughs> you know
0: what I'm talking about yeah, yeah. that's um, but that's like literally begging for some spirits to come through as a portal <laughs> holy <laughs> shit that is exactly. insane um, and so, when that happened, did you tell your grandmother? Is your grandmother a skeptic? What was what was your initial reaction to the experience you had? Did you immediately know it was paranormal, or you didn't even understand that concept?
1: I don't even think I understood that concept until, like, I got into, like, my teen years, to be honest. But, I mean, I grew up in a Mexican family, so, like, my grandma always, like, scared us with, like, la llorona, the cucui, the chupacabra, like, all of that, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, she would always, like... Yeah. Not, like, mess with us, but she would, like, freak us out with all of those, like, old Mexican, like, folktales.
0: Well, do you guys celebrate uh, traditionally, like, Dios de los los Muertos? Or do you, like, are there, like, certain traditions that you still go by that, you know, are in regards to the spirit world that you connect with loved ones from the past?
1: No, not really, actually. But um, as we, like, as we got older and, like, all these more, like, experiences were happening, and it wasn't until after my grandparents actually moved out of that house that we found out that my grandma had a Ouija board. <gasps> oh, um, no way. Yeah, but we didn't find this out literally. Okay, so I'm 26 now. We probably found this out when I was like 24.
0: Oh, my God. And oh, was cool. sitting
1: around and she was like, oh, well, I had a Ouija board just like super casual. And we're like, what the fuck? Did you she actually use <laughs> <to say> it? <laughs> but um, she had had it from like, before they had even moved into the house um, in orange county they had bought it when my dad was like a kid so like the 70s um and that was like their like family like game night cuz it was like popular back then oh, so like my the God. board so like, they had always had it but like my dad was like i don't remember ever anything ever happening like in that house like the one that he grew up in uh-huh.
0: mm-hmm. uh huh
1: like nothing really started happening until we moved into until they moved into the house. Um, yeah, in Orange County. And how so old I was just... the
0: house that you moved into where you were having these experiences? Like, do you know it's a, it was an old house, a newly developed house? Is it like no? It was newly built. Oh, so that yeah, makes yeah. me think that maybe if it was a newly developed house, maybe there was something that was something rather that kicked disturbed... up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, in
2: the that's development.
0: that's really interesting.
2: Yeah. That's what. Um, that's why a lot of people think that like a lot of HOAs and town and like condo associations are haunted because there's this new construction that can kick up a lot of energy there. Um, Do you know if they played with the Ouija board at all in the house?
1: I don't think they played with it in the house, but like once my grandma noticed that like me and my brother were having um, like a lot of like experiences or like things were happening around the house that like she just couldn't explain instead of, like, getting rid of it, (laughs) she she took, like, two Mexican board games, like, Mexican Shoots and Ladders, and I think the other one was, like, Loteria or something like that, Mm -hmm. and she she glued it on the front and back of the Ouija board. What? (laughs) So, me and my brother as kids would play the games on that Ouija board not knowing, and my grandma was like, oh, yeah, that... That game that you guys were playing, that was actually the Ouija board. And we're like, what the oh fuck? Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Grandma's a savage. Yeah, and then finally she ended up, I don't even know what happened to it, but it's its funny because I remember as a kid, like, that board all of a sudden just kind of disappeared. No. And we're, but it's like we got older, so it's like we never, we, like, stopped playing on it. But my grandma was like, I don't even know what happened to it. It just, like, disappeared. So wow. weird. Third.
0: And I find it interesting, too, that, you know, you find certain information out as you get older. It's like the typical, like, coming of age where as we get older, we learn that all of our families are super fucked up in their own ways. And, like, you don't start learning. Like, you start realizing things make sense. Like, oh, that's why we don't see Uncle So-and-so or this and that. And now you're yeah. like, oh, they had a Ouija board in their house. Okay, that makes <laughs> sense now. Oh, my God. Yeah, the truth, the truth is coming out. So you just have a brother, or do you have other siblings?
1: Um, I have an older brother, and then I have two younger sisters.
0: And have your yeah. younger sisters ever experienced anything weird?
1: Um, Yes, but not in the... Okay, so my younger sisters are with... Like, we all have the same mom, but my younger sisters have a different dad to my stepdad. Okay. So they were never at my grandparents' house, because that was actually my dad's side of the family. Okay. Got it. But, but it's interesting because um, all the experiences that happened, like, in our house in Orange County, and then we moved out to, um, Corona, um, my mom would always say that she would see, like, shadow figures every once in a while in her house in Corona, and, and she would always joke around and say, like, oh, you and Anthony, like, my brother brought something over here (laughs) from your grandparents, (laughs) um, But when my little sister, she was probably, I don't even know, maybe, maybe two. So she'd be sitting in her high chair at the table and, like, directly behind her was, like, the hallway to go up the stairs. And, like, just out of nowhere, she would start, like, panicking and, like, looking behind her and, like, crying hysterically, like, get me the fuck out of this high chair. Like, something's behind me. And then we'd get her out of the high chair and she'd, like run to, like, the couch and, like, would not want to look down the hallway. So we're like, what the hell?
0: And wait, how old? She must have been there. really young then because she was in a high chair. Yeah, she was probably, like,
1: maybe two. Oh.
0: Wow. Yeah, and
1: yeah. that makes and sense, it's like though. Like
2: like we said about younger kids being more sensible to the other side.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and then my youngest sister, um, my grandma passed away um, almost – four years ago oh,
0: I'm sorry. but like right
1: after she passed away thank you right after she had passed it was so bizarre so i we were like getting in the car to go like run an errand or something and we were waiting for my mom and so she was probably like five or six maybe and she just starts giggling like hysterically and i'm like what like what's so funny and my my little sister would always call like after my grandma passed she'd call her grandma ghosty because she <laughs> would say that she would like see her right so she starts like giggling and stuff and i was like what like what's so funny and she was like grandma ghosty she's standing right there and she's making like faces at me and i was like what the hell
0: wow what the
1: fuck and what why would why would
0: she say that like i mean that's just something that's not and do and like do you guys talk about the paranormal around her a lot or not at all like do you think Um, that she had any sort of influence as to like come up with that or do you think that that was just unsolicited
1: I think that part was unsolicited like because I mean we didn't want to freak them out when they were like younger yeah but now that they're getting older like we'll talk about it more just because like so many things happened in the house that like I grew up in in Orange County um and so like but my youngest sister will be like okay like stop talking about it like she'll like genuinely get like freaked out about it Wow. But okay. my the older younger sister, she's like getting to like she loves all things horror, paranormal, all of that. Like it's funny, I went to my mom's house like a few days ago and she was like, Oh, Braylon Binge watch all of the Chucky movies like in one day. Oh and my I'm like, god. What? And she was like, Yeah, she loves all those movies. But she's a So in the my making. little sister she's like a huge horror fan. oh that's so
0: cool! But how old is she now? What was that? How old is she now? She's 12. Okay, so she's not, like, fully ready to be a Boothang yet. We'll give her a couple years to listen to the podcast. (laughs) And then when she's ready, uh, we will totally have her on the Boothang gang over here. Boothang (laughs) gang! I like that. I literally just came up with that as soon as it just popped out of my mouth. See? Like, nothing is scripted here. We just go with the flow. So, um... Love it. Okay. Okay. So, the experience you were talking about at your grandparents' house, to remind me, that was in... That was in Corona or that was in Orange County?
1: That was in Orange County in your Belinda.
0: Okay, okay. So backtrack yeah. to that experience. So your first experience was when you were, like, four or five with your brother. Um, After that, mm-hmm. what were some of the other experiences that you can share with us that happened to you that solidified that there was, you know, that that place was haunted? Um,
1: One that, like, truly, like, sticks out to me that, like, still, like, freaks me out to this day and it was like the main reason why i emailed you guys when you guys were asking for like stories Ooh, okay <laughs> so um i was probably like 16 years old and i had gotten home late my grandparents were out my brother wasn't home like i was literally home alone and um went straight to the computer obviously to go on MySpace and do whatever i do <laughs> <laughs> And my grandparents had, like, the old-school, like, bubble monitor. Like, it wasn't, like, a flat screen. You're bringing me back. School. Yeah. And um, for some reason, like, I had the hallway light behind me on where there was, like, a spare bedroom, a bathroom, the laundry room, and then, like, the garage door to get into the garage. Mm-hmm. And oh, I was, I like, sitting there, and in, like, the monitor, like, of the computer... It looked like someone was, like, peeking their head around from, like, where would have been the laundry room. (laughs) No. So, so I, like, turned around, and I was, like, what the fuck? Like, okay, like, I'm tripping, whatever. So, I'm, like, on the computer, whatever, and I end up seeing it again. And I, like, turn around, and I'm, like, Anthony, like, thinking my brother, like, tried to, like, sneak in to, like, scare me, right? Mm -hmm. Don't hear anything. And I'm like, okay, what? I'm fucking losing my mind or something. It's late. And I'm probably <laughs> tired or whatever. So I'm just, like, doing my thing. And I end up seeing it probably, like, four or five times. And I'm like, okay, that's enough. So I called my brother. And I was like, can you please come home? Like, I don't know what the fuck is happening, but I'm freaking myself out. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he ends up coming home. And I just, like, go straight up to my room and, like, lock myself into the bedroom, like, turn all the lights on. And to that, to this day, I'm like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Oh my gosh.
0: And that was the only time that happened, or?
1: That was the only time that had happened, but it's interesting because my brother's friend kind of had a similar situation in that same area. Oh. So we have like a hangout spot in the garage. Like we had like couches and like. Um, do you guys know what a hookah is? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so this was, was like when hookah was like the big thing and like everyone was doing it. So we had like couches in the garage and like a hookah in there and like our friends would come over and like hang out in the garage. And my brother had his friends over and he was and one of his friends um was like, "Hey, do you care if I go inside to grab like a water bottle or something?" And he's like, "Yeah, I don't care." So he goes inside, like grabs whatever he was getting. And he said, like, he had turned to come back to, like, the garage, and he thought he saw something, like, jump into, like, the laundry room, which is right next to the garage door where they were hanging out. And he was like, oh, it's, like, it's probably, like, one of my friends going to jump out and scare me. So he was, in his head, He's like, okay, well, I know that they're in there, so, like, I'm going to get the jump on them. So he, like, creeps up slowly to the laundry room and then jumps and is, like, boo, to, like, scare whoever was in the laundry room and no one was in there. So
0: what? he, like, runs out
1: to the garage and was, like, holy shit, like, I don't know what the fuck that was, but,
0: like, <laughs> and that scared the fuck out of me. Did, did he know that same there was paranormal there. experience? I'm sorry, what were you saying, Lily?
2: No, I was just saying and that's the same room that you saw someone kind of peek in and out of? Yes.
0: The laundry room,
2: right? Yeah. Wow. Okay. yeah.
0: And did but did anyone know, like did he that that kid specifically know that you had that experience and or that there was paranormal activity in your house? I don't think he knew about the
1: experience that I had personally, but oh yeah, all of our friends, like
0: all of them knew that like creepy
1: shit always was happening in our house.
0: Oh my god. That is that's crazy. And that's just validation for you too. That like look, oh, like yeah. there was something, there is something going on in that area. Um, I mean have you ever thought of it maybe to be like a loved one that's passed on? Like do you ever get that feeling that it's someone you know or is this just a feeling that it's like this is just a present presence that you feel someone watching you?
1: No, it was just like a presence. Like that's like the perfect way to describe it. Like a presence just watching you. Ooh.
0: Was it unsettling? Like did you were you okay with it or did it really freak you out to the point where like you thought you were in danger?
1: No, see, that's the thing is I never felt, I never did feel, like, in danger. Obviously, it would freak me out because I'm like, okay, dude, like, go fucking bother someone else. Like, (laughs) you're freaking me out now. But it it was never to the point where I would, like, I don't know, like, be, like, super upset about it or be like, leave me the fuck alone. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, since you grow up with it and, like, you're so used to, like, hearing random footsteps upstairs when no one's up there like seeing things you're just like oh whatever like you get used to it almost
0: yeah that's true you know what I mean so before I'm going to have you kind of go into more detail about how you figured out your love for the paranormal um and like Mm kind of how you came to it you know what shows you watch or any books that you've read Lily and I are going to read an experience each that we found online and then we're going to circle back to you and we're going to have you tell us more stories and then we'll wrap up with a couple of our stories does that sound good Yeah. Okay, perfect. So, Lily, do you want to start with your first experience? All right. First experience is
2: called Haunted Record Player. Bought my dad a vinyl record player so he could revisit some of his old music a few years back. This was a very old one that I got from a flea market with a slot that you would push the needle into when not in use. Anyways, we have quite a small house, and my room had a comfy chair and lots of space, so we put it in there. And from time to time, I would find my dad sitting there with his huge headphones blasting some old rock record. After a while, I started having these weird dreams about the record player, and after a while, I realized that they weren't dreams as I woke up and realized that the record player was playing at night. I told my dad the next day, but he just brushed it off, and I said that he probably forgot to put the needle back into its slot. The next night, I made sure that the needle wasn't anywhere near the record, but yet again, it started playing, needle on the record, spinning like no tomorrow. The autoplay would continue every night for weeks, and after a while, I noticed a pattern. I was an avid gamer back in the day, so a lot of late nights on weekends. When I was gaming, I would notice the record player starting to play, and I would check the time. 3.12 a.m. every single night. I even looked in it, into it to see if the player had some sort of automatic timer on it. Nope. According to the manufacturer's manual, at least, not, uh, not the case. I would continue to find myself waking up every single school night of some old beat blasting through the headphones. I then started... I then started to remove the music from the player. This time, no music, only static. I would have unplugged it, but the outlet was behind a huge, heavy entertainment center in my room. Unplugging the headphones would only toggle the small speakers in through the record player. One night, though, the static woke me up yet again, and I could hear faint noises through the static, eerily similar to the noises that a fiddle makes. I jumped out of bed, noped the entertainment center out of my way, (laughs) unplugged the record player, and carried it into another room. It, had, it hasn't been used since, as it scared my dad shitless when I told him the full story. A few years passed, and I started seeing this girl, and it turns out that her grandmother is the, is the one I bought the record player from. Wow. We went to this lady for coffee one time, and I jokingly said, that vinyl record player you sold me was haunted, and she shrugged and asked me what I meant. I said, well, it would start playing by itself at 3.12 a.m. every single night, and would attach the needle onto the record player and everything. She just stood up and left the room. After a few minutes, she came back and gave me a piece of paper. Death certificate of her late husband. Time of death, 3.12 (gasps) a.m. Turns out, he had a stroke. So he had a stroke and died in the hospital. And after a few minutes of letting this sink in, a picture caught my eye. Her late husband playing the fucking fiddle. Biggest nope ever. That record player was thrown into the
0: bonfire that night. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Fuck, that's nuts. Okay. So, Anissa, what, like, what is your, like, what is your take on this story? What do you think of this experience? Do you think it was the husband for sure? Uh, What do you, like, what's your feeling? (laughs) 100%. Yeah,
1: that Uh, is. It's just too, like, coincidental, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I can't believe that's that. A, they that's mean, a
0: crazy story. Right? Yeah. And I, I can't believe that she ended up, like, this person connected with the granddaughter of the guy that is connected. Like, how, Like, that's just, like, for some reason, I feel like fate is, you it's know. It's meant to be. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there's no way. What are the odds you meet the person that's grandmother sold you that? You meet with a grandmother, you happen to tell her the time that this always happens, and on the death certificate, it says 312. Ah, that, that actually gave me chills, and I have a sweater on right now, and I literally have chills. You can't see them, but like. That's some yeah.
2: Hallmark movies mysteries shit right there. That's a Hallmark <laughs> movie because no. you have the love interest, but you also have the spooky kooky ookiness. Yes, okay. Oh, God, I'm going to tell this one to my mom, and we're going to make it a movie. That's what's going to happen. <laughs>
0: So, um, all right, Rebecca. What do you have? My next story is titled "I'm convinced something is attached to my house." So, background of my fir- of my house first. I moved to Idaho, December 2017, and I was really poor. The cheapest place I could find is where I live now, a two bedroom home with a basement for 600 a month. Crazy good deal. I didn't think much about that because I really fucking needed somewhere to live. The house was built in the 1950s and hasn't really been updated since besides paint, small basic things you probably legally have to, um, and I think some electric sockets. So anyway, the day I was about to check the house out, the the landlord was giving us, my brother, aunt, and I, a tour that lasted like, Five minutes, due to it being a tiny house. The catch was, he... Yeah, the catch was, though, is that he refused to go into the basement. He said, we can all go down there, but he wouldn't come. So we did, and it was a basic basement, I guess. But there's a really creepy, tiny room inside the laundry room. All the rooms looked like they'd been cleaned, except that room. There was dirt and cobwebs everywhere. And when I went back upstairs, I had to explain I didn't have any down payment at the moment, or else I'd love to take the house. The response was chilling. The landlord looked me dead in the eyes and said, it's okay. God told me you should have this house. I'm an atheist. Yeah. So I'm an atheist anyway, but for some reason that statement shook me to my core. He told us the last people who lived here lasted two months and broke every window in the house and he had to replace all of them. I'm not sure why he told me this, but maybe I should have taken note of that. He was so insistent that I lived in the house. He got a bunch of free furniture and gave it to me. All the furniture in my house is from him. I'm okay. sorry, but I have to interject at this point is if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. That is just a <laughs> big note. So anyway, go forward a few months. I'm in the basement on a discord call with a few of my friends. I was home alone that day and right above me, de- upstairs, we all heard a huge bang. I don't have an actual headset and a weak mic on my earbuds, so my mic is catching. Uh, so my mic catching it was really weird. Seconds after, I swear on my life, I saw someone in the laundry room under the stairs and moved to the creepy room that was inside of it. I freaked the fuck out and ran upstairs. A week later, in a different Discord call, I was explaining what had happened, and I even took a picture where I saw someone under the stairs. The picture was dark, so I didn't see anything in it. All of my friends in the Discord call freaked out and yelled at me to go upstairs immediately. I did because they scared me, but otherwise I would have just stayed. They adjusted the lighting on the picture as you could see it. I couldn't figure out how to adjust it myself. In the picture, you can clearly see a face underneath the stairs. The creepiest nope. Yeah, the creepiest part was it looked just like the guy I had seen the week prior. I may have the picture still, but I'm not entirely sure. I'll dig it up if anyone asks. I had never told them what, they, what he looked like. After that, I kept having weird dreams about the basement. One was, I was downstairs and a fire started in the dryer. The dryer is by the stairs, so it began burning them from underneath. I tried running up the stairs quickly, but there was a door. My basement doesn't have a door and never has, but I never questioned it. I ended up, di- I ended up dying in the dream, and the last thing I saw was the man's face. Oh, this is like a bad omen. Okay. So I brushed it off as nothing the landlord wants... Uh, and I brushed it off as nothing until the landlord, once when picking up the rent, insisted he wanted to put a door to the basement. Oh, I, God. I freaked the fuck out and basically said there's... I said absolutely he really shouldn't. It's more convenient to not have it. The only way I can describe the man is as an electrician. He wears an outfit that they would wear and his skin... As described, have you ever seen someone who used who died due to being struck by lightning? His skin looks exactly like that. So I guess it's kind of like I think it's like there's like parts of like blackness or something like that. Um, so every time he appears, I feel static and everything in the world seems to go silent. I have no idea how to rationally describe any of this shit. I had a cat a, I had a cat who suddenly passed away after gaining a huge interest at the basement. She would hide under the stairs when I saw it and now the cat keeps trying to do the same thing as well i'm a huge uh, I'm a huge believer and my aunt says we shouldn't use sage in the basement because it's not evil yet I feel like we should um. Wow. I, Yeah, take the shit out of that. <laughs> of that sounds fucking evil to me. I don't know what this. I don't know what this lady's saying. I feel like this sounds super evil. There's something negative connected to that house, and he needs to move the fuck out of there ASAP. Like for six hundred dollars a month for the, like a whole house. I, I we live in New Jersey, and Anissa, you live in California, so you know, six hundred dollars doesn't yeah. pay for anything.
1: $600 for right. a room in
0: a house. Yeah, that's like, yeah, and that's like the corner of the room. Like, you don't even get the full house. You, can't, you don't even <laughs> get the full room.
2: But $600 gets you a haunted bathroom. That's what
0: it gets <laughs> you. <laughs> Literally. So, like, what that you, would
1: be my first question. It's like, okay, $600 for a whole, a whole house? Okay, who died here? Yeah,
0: like, yeah. So, why is it so cheap? Exactly. And, the, exactly, and clearly this person didn't ask. They were that desperate. So... Anissa, like, do you think that this... Like, do you think that this is something connected to the house? Do you think it's something that's connected to the land? Do you think it's evil? Like, what, what is your opinion on this?
1: Oh, I... Yes, 100% think it's evil. That's... Freaky as all hell. Like, if I saw some dude standing under my fucking stairs, I would get the fuck out of there. Like... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if we would say maybe the house, because they said, like, the whole being struck by lightning. So maybe the land I would think more. And then he just kind of like made his way
0: over to the house maybe, but yeah, no, that's, that's freaky. And I think one of the weird parts <laughs> yes. for me was when this person started having a dream where he was downstairs and then the, the dryer started a fire and then he was trying to get up there uh, to the top. Yeah. But there was no door. And then the next day the landlord came and said he wanted a door on the basement. So he was like, fuck no. Um, Yeah. I feel like that was a sign.
2: Good call to the person who wrote this for saying no to the door,
0: by the way. Yeah. Like at least, you
2: know, damn well, if this was a horror movie, they'd be like, yeah, sure. Great
0: idea. (laughs) What could possibly go wrong? Yes, exactly. Okay. So, Does that person still live there? I'm so curious I don't if live there. I don't know. I don't, I mean, it, he didn't say, but it seems like, because sure. this was like, um, this story was posted here about a month ago. I'm assuming he's still there. And that, because um, he, he was uh, saying that it was either his mom or grandmother was saying, you shouldn't sage it, it's not evil. So it seems like this is still a, a, a recurring issue. So hopefully, hopefully he saged it and didn't listen. And uh the activity has subsided since then. So let's go back to you. And um, so, yeah, um, I want to know, like, how did you find your love for the paranormal? How did you discover that the paranormal was an actual thing? What made you a believer? Um, definitely growing up in a haunted house. But
1: it's funny, like, I was never, uh, like, skept- like, I was never a skeptic about it. I always fully believed. I don't know why I couldn't tell you why. Um, but just growing up in the house that I grew up in, Mm -hmm. you would 100% believe in whether it be ghosts, spirits, anything like that, like Mm -hmm. all of it. It's so I think (laughs) (laughs) so I think just growing up in that house, it kind of just, it always made me like wonder about like okay well what about like other places other places are haunted too right like and my brother would always tell me to watch ghost adventures so I am obsessed with ghost adventures like overly obsessed with ghost adventures and like even for my birthday last year um me and my boyfriend my gift was to do like the paranormal walk on the Queen Mary in Long Beach and so they give you like ghost hunting equipment and you basically go to like all of the like most haunted areas of the ship and like you can you can conduct like your own like um EVP recordings and that you know, is so you, like EMF cool. It was incredible. I was like um oh it was so fucking cool. I was like in awe. How long did you investigate? I was
0: so <laughs> um so it started I think we had to be at the ship at like 10 okay and it went until 3 a.m wow that's a good amount of time did you get any evidence yeah
1: oh yeah like um, a majority of it was um do you guys know what dowsing rods are yes okay so they give you um like a bunch of like a,
0: a bunch of those and so well i'm sorry so do you, can you explain of, what like... the dowsing rods are just for our listeners that don't know what it is oh yeah. so they're basic i believe they're
1: copper rods. And they have like small handles on them. But basically, um, if there's any like spirit or any sort of like um, electromagnetic field around those rods, you can have like if there is a spirit there and you have the rods in front of you and there's you're supposed to keep them up at like um like kind of like. A 90-degree angle, like, you hold your arms at a 90-degree angle, they say, and just hold. make sure that the rods um, are basically sticking straight out. And if you think there's a spirit there, you can say, you know, oh, if there's anyone here, like, can you please cross these rods? Like, you have to be very specific. Okay. And if there's okay. anything there, like, the the rods will slowly cross. And it's such a trip because you can, like, feel, like – the magnetic, like, pull of it, ah. like, it's such a trip. so I was like, holy shit, like, this <laughs> <have> <laughs> But it was that's the coolest so, thing, and then, so um, cool. yeah, and then, like, the, at the very end of the tour, um, the guide put on, like, a spirit box, and, um, I guess one of, like, the main spirits of that, of the Queen Mary, I think her name was they call her Jackie and it's like this little girl and they think she drowned in like the pool Mm -hmm. and so he starts like asking questions like for the spirit box or whatever and he was like oh are you um a male or a female and it's like all staticky right because it's going through like all the radio frequencies yeah and then yeah. you hear it say female and it's like a little girl's voice and I just looked at the
0: guy and I'm like holy fuck and he's all you heard that? And I was like yeah, I heard that. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. So in <laughs> this in, so in this investigation it's you your boyfriend and there was like uh, someone there like who did you do this investigation with? Um so they have like
1: um like a like a ghost hunter that <laughs> does That's the tour. so cool. And I think there was That's maybe amazing. like 10 of us total, maybe But, yeah, it was so cool. It was so funny because I wanted to originally stay, like, just stay the night on the Queen Mary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who doesn't?
2: That's so – that would be so amazing, too.
1: Right? And then I saw that they were doing that tour because me and my boyfriend had done just, like, the ghost tour where it's, like, obviously – it's at night still, but you don't, like – go ghost hunting or anything they just tell you about like the history of the ship and take you to like haunted areas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we had already done that and i saw the ghost hunting one and i was like please can we do this for my birthday like can we please and he's like okay fine so we did it but my boyfriend like he likes he likes paranormal but anytime like uh, he'll he'll get like freaked out he will like let us <laughs> be real he's like, a it's so like i'll mess with him and he's, he's like, "Can you
0: stop doing?" That? Uh, he's a keeper for going with you, even though it freaks him out to go and do a right. ghost investigation with you.
1: Kudos it was
0: to him! So cool. <laughs> oh my god! So, um, so that was your experience with the Queen Mary, which is so fucking cool. That sounds so fun. Um, so, and then you went back. You were telling us about how you love ghost adventures. You know, Zach Bagans. Um, you love the show. Um, I know you told us that you went to Zach Bagan's Haunted Museum. Could you tell us a little more about yeah. that and like what what his museum's about and your experience there, where it is, et cetera?
1: Yeah, so his um, his haunted museum is in Las Vegas. and um, we we like never go out to Vegas. It's, like, super rare. But we were going for my cousin's 21st birthday. And I was like, please, like, this is the one thing I ask. Like, can we please go to the (laughs) haunted museum? So me, my boyfriend, and my cousin went. And um, basically, it's an old Victorian home Mm -hmm. that was built in, like, the, I don't even know, like, 20s or 30s. And there's, like, this whole backstory of this family that lived there. And, like, the mother died in the home. A bunch of children died in the home. And then it was turned into, like... Um, a law office, and then a bunch of lawyers um, basically rented it out and had their own offices there, but it has a basement, which is, like, super rare to have in Vegas because it's not like they get tornadoes or anything. Uh But people would break into the museum and go down into the basement and, like, conduct, like, satanic rituals down there. Oh, God. So then, like, the lawyers ended up moving out, and then um, I think that's when Zach took it over and was like, okay, well, I'm going to make this... (laughs) My haunted museum. So he'll take, um, basically, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but he has another show called like Artifacts or something like Ghost Adventures Artifacts.
0: I never watched. And it's basically
1: it. like an inter like he, he he interviews people who are bringing him haunted objects for the museum. That's <laughs> so, so like, cool. So like he so like he says he gets like random packages like to the. Museum, and it'll have like a letter saying like I don't fucking want this, like you have it, and he'll like (laughs) display it in the museum, like fuck this thing, like here you take it, (laughs) you have it. But um, so that's the backstory of like his museum, and there's just like he has different, um, he has a bunch of crazy shit there, like he has the divot box, he has the Peggy doll, um, he has like a demon house room, he has Robert the doll
2: there too, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh I mean, my
2: so God, that. what was that like? Did you get to see him?
1: No, that one we didn't get to see. So, um, like when you first walk in, well, first of all, you have to sign a waiver.
0: Oh my God! And basically,
1: like, hey, like you can't sue us if anything follows you home. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, we're like, okay, like it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like, but um, so you like walk in and you're like in a little waiting um area, and but they have like their haunted doll room like closed off for like reconstruction or something
0: um, but the
1: guy uh, giving four was like oh I'll let two of you guys go into like the because they have like a haunted doll room but since it's getting reconstructed all of the dolls were in like a tiny closet
0: right oh, oh my and God. the guy
1: was like okay yeah. well I'll let two of you guys go into the closet but I'm gonna choose them and somehow I was lucky enough to get chosen. And in my head, I'm like, fuck, yeah, I'm so excited. But on the other hand, I was like, oh, fuck, like I'm freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was me and another girl. And, like, we, like, slowly walk in. And he was like, you guys can go inside because we were just, like, outside of the door. And so we walk in. And we're, like, looking around. And this lady pops out and scares the shit out of us. <gasps> oh, and like my scream God. I, the top of my head. <laughs> but it was really cool. I didn't see Robert the doll in there when I had gone in there. It was just, like, a bunch of random, like, um, porcel- old porcelain dolls, like, on shelves. And But it was, Ew, it was freaky.
2: <laughs> but and, uh, they have lots been- of dolls, and a woman jumps out. That's terrifying.
1: Right? <laughs> But, um, so at a part, a point in, in the tour, there's, I think like four or five different rooms that you basically can opt out of, um, going into because it's like their most haunted, you know, area. Yeah. And one was the Dybbuk box room, which I don't know if you guys know what the, I'm sure you guys do
0: know what the Dybbuk yeah. box is. Is that so, the one that the post, that Post Malone went to and stuff? Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: And they like warn everybody beforehand, like, okay, people who have come into contact with the Dybbuk box have experienced fainting spells, um, blood well, nosebleeds, car accidents. So like basically like be careful. Watch out. Like, Yeah. Something I found like super interesting though is like when you walk into the room, um, it's like you have you can look at it and then you're out. Like, they won't let you stay in there for a long period of time, where when you go into other rooms, you can stay, look around. Like, they tell you about what's going on. But that one, and, like, it's in a glass box, and the glass is so fucking thick, and the entire room is, like, lined with salt. Oh, my God. Wow. So they yeah. take
0: total precaution.
1: Yes, 100%. And I believe, um, I think they have, like, a pastor come and bless the whole museum like once a month. Oh wow,
0: I I would have never even thought that, but that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah, that's
2: understandable when you have all that stuff in there together.
0: You have, I mean, it, you have to, I guess, you know, right. And then the other ones that you can opt out
1: of were Peggy the doll, which I personally did. I was like, no, fuck that, because <laughs> when I was watching the um, the Ghost Adventures artifacts. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> The episode of that I was watching was the Peggy the doll right and like the lady was like oh yeah like I posted her picture on my Facebook and all of a sudden all these people are like after I saw your doll I had a heart attack or after I saw your <laughs> doll I got into a car accident and so when the lady brought her in she had like a black sack over the doll's head and Zach was oh, like God. oh what the fuck yeah and so he, like, wore, like, in, it was obviously on the show, but he was like, okay, guys, like, I'm going to take off the mask now, like, so if you don't want to see her face, like, then don't see her face. Um, and I was like, no fuck, I want to see. So, like, <laughs> he takes off the black sack, and I don't know if it's because of, like, you're thinking you're going to be so, like, freaked out, you know, by seeing it, but, like, the minute he took, like, the black sack over the doll's head... I started, like, sweating bullets. Like, my heart rate, like, increased. I was having, like, such bad anxiety. Like, couldn't take a deep breath.
0: And my boyfriend was
1: like, see, this is why I don't want you watching this (laughs) shit. Like, what is wrong? And I was like, no, it's fine. I'm just getting in my own head, you know? But after seeing how I reacted just through the fucking TV, I was like, no, I'm good. I'm not fucking going in there. Because they make you say hello as soon as you walk in. Like, they're like, make sure you say hello to her you have to like greet her oh and then God. Yeah, no, make knocked out
0: of that die. yeah <laughs> did your boyfriend and cousin go and see her um my boyfriend didn't but my cousin did what did she, what did he or and, she yeah. say
1: um he just said that you know he went in obviously they make you say hi so he went in and said hi and they have a spirit box in there um so you can like try and ask her questions if you want but i don't think anyone even tried to they were like hi bye <laughs> like get me out of here <laughs> That's um, i'd be too scared to ask a question i do not want to piss off peggy the doll
2: i can right? her exactly. like, her like her like stare right now at me and i'm not okay
1: yeah, yeah it's that whole place is fucking freaky as all hell. But Would it was you suggest so people going there. Cool. Oh, 100 percent. Even though I was totally freaked out, 100 percent recommend. But what happened after I left the Haunted Museum probably freaked me out the most. Ooh, tell what me. happened? <laughs> so um, basically, um, we were driving home from Vegas, obviously, and all of a sudden the car in front of me like slammed on his brakes. So, obviously, an instinct, I fucking, I have enough space in front of me where I don't necessarily have to slam on my brakes, but, like, I had to fucking go on my brakes. Well, then, I look in, like, my rearview mirror, and the truck behind me is not fucking slowing down. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I literally was, like, going to brace myself to get rear-ended. And then the car noticed that I was, like, stopping, and he literally slammed on his brakes and had to go over, like, into the shoulder lane just to avoid hitting me. Oh. Oh and I was like, god. holy fuck, so that freaked me out. Was your cousin and in the car? And of course my, Yeah, my cousin was in the car. And my boyfriend was in the car too.
0: Oh my god. I'd be like, This is what happens when you go and see that fucking doll, dude. Like just nothing but bad <laughs> things happen. Well yeah, it's funny
1: because like, well, my the first instinct looked
0: at any <laughs> the doll because we almost got into a car after
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> My first instinct was, holy shit, the divic box. Ah. Because I remember, too, like, Post Malone had got, like, after he, like, came into That's contact,
2: right. with him,
1: he, like, had a car accident, his plane crashed, and someone, like, robbed his house. That's, That's true. That's right.
2: I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So my thought was, holy fuck, like, it was the divic box, right? But then I didn't want to freak myself out, so I didn't even mention it. I was like, okay, whatever. So that night, um, side note keep in mind, just real quick side note, I haven't gotten a bloody nose in probably 10, 10, 15 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the night we come home from Vegas, I'm sleeping. And like, I wake up in the middle of the night randomly. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, I feel like my nose running, and I'm thinking, "Oh my god, maybe I just have a runny nose." And I go into the bathroom, and I have like blood streaming down my fucking ah, face. Ah,
0: no, no. I was like, no, no, ma'am.
1: No. Well, then I'm no, like, ma'am. "Don't look at the clock! Don't look at the clock! Don't look at the clock!" Well, it was like 3:01 a.m. Oh, um, <gasps> ah, No, I don't want to do this. Like, no. And then I get back in bed, and my boyfriend was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, I just had a bloody nose." And he's all, "Great." Oh, <laughs> like, you
0: know. my god! My, and I'm then, holding um, my face right now. I'm freaked out. It was so freaky,
1: and you know? I was like, "No, you're fine. Like it was. It's not a big deal. Like you're fine. You're fine. You're fine, right?" And then I want to say, like a few days had gone by, and like nothing had happened. And then I don't know where my boyfriend was, but I was home alone. And I had just gotten out of the shower and like, I kind of felt like, um, almost like a hot feeling like on my chest, Okay. like not necessarily like burning, but it just like felt hot. And I was like, what the hell? And I looked in the mirror and I had three scratch marks across my chest.
0: Nope. Nope. No, nope. <laughs> yeah, I was like, holy
1: fuck. And then I was like trying to like reason with myself and well, maybe you scratched yourself somehow in the shower when you're washing your body, something happened. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. You're fine. And I didn't want to tell my boyfriend because I know he would have fucking flipped out and been like, you need to fucking go get an exorcism (laughs) done on yourself. (laughs) But I, let me tell you what, when I say, I don't think I've ever prayed so much in my fucking (laughs) life until I left that fucking haunted museum.
0: And do (laughs) you have the balls to suggest us going there? You have the balls to tell us we should go there. What is wrong with you? (laughs)
1: Yes, one hundred. I would go back. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. I love it. But I would probably wear
0: like a rosary inside. But I wouldn't. <laughs> I'd fucking holy water. I'd literally bathe in holy water as soon as I got out of that place. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah, that place was insane. And how long were but... like the tours? Was it like two hours or how long was um, it? <laughs> probably yeah like two and a half maybe three hours wow About that's like, a good tour
1: wow. it doesn't look very big from the front but it goes like far back oh, and then okay. there's multiple levels of it they have I mean they don't let you down in the basement obviously but um there's like different rooms and it's just a trip like um oh something interesting so like watching like ghost shows you know how they say like oh the energy in this room is so different yeah right yeah i never understood that and i'm like what like what are they talking about like i don't get it like what do you mean the energy in the room right well when i was it when i was doing like the tour um he has an ed Gein room like the serial oh, killer no ed Gein. Way. Yeah, yeah and he has like the cauldron that like he would basically like boil the fucking bodies in what <laughs> and then he also has the shovel in the room that he would um like bury the rest of the bodies with
0: oh my god
1: and the minute I stepped into that room I was like okay this is what they're talking about like the energy in that room like I was like freaking out I was like holy shit like if we don't get out of this room within the next like minute or two like I'm gonna have to ask to like walk out can you describe it like the feeling Ed Gain
2: had a belt made out of nipples, just real quick. Just thought you should
1: know that. <laughs> Wait, is that a real thing? But yeah, it's Yeah. What? Yeah, he was
0: like a cannibal. A cannibal. <gasps> um, I never... I, I've heard of him, but I didn't know... Oh, my God. That's, like, fucked up, yeah, fucked Have you ever up.
2: seen Silence I, of the Lambs?
0: Um, I, pa- like, a long time ago. Like, when I was young. The, the
2: uh. guy oh. in there is partially based on Ed Gain, so... But yeah, can you describe the
1: energy in the room? Sorry, just a side yeah, note no, about the okay. nipple belt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like, almost like I feel like it sounds so silly, but like, you know, like if you get like um, like shocked by something, like electrical, yeah. like you get right, it's almost like that, but like over your entire body. But it's not enough to like hurt you. Obviously, you just kind of feel mm-hmm. like some. I don't even know. It's such a trip. And, like, I noticed myself getting, like, really hot. But then, like, when I asked, like, my boyfriend, I'm like, do you feel weird in here? And he's like, what? No. Like, I feel fine. What? I'm like, am I, on, am I on drugs? Like, what the fuck? Like, why am <laughs> I freaking out over this room? Because every other room I went in, I was fine. Even, like, the Dybbuk box room, um, like, the Demon House room, like, all those other rooms, like, I felt fine in. Like, why this room?
0: Yeah, you know, that's so that weird. Room. It was, it was a, that sorry.
1: whole place is a freaking trip. He has so much shit in that museum to yeah. look at.
0: Was, did anyone else feel anything in that room that, like, were on the tour with you or you didn't notice? Not that I noticed. All right. So, uh, Lily, do you want to tell us your second encounter story?
2: Sure. So it's called I Saw a Ghost on Sleepover in My Cousin's House. So many people may find this story fake or think that I am paranoid or just hallucinating, but I really felt that I need to share the story with someone. Plus, I'm really bored. <laughs> Dang. I'm 17, and I have two cousins. One's five years younger, and the other is three years younger. As a kid, during summer, I would often go to sleep over at their house for a couple days or a week. And during one of these sleepovers, when I was 14, I woke up in the middle of the night, something about 2 or 3 a.m., and I saw a person standing behind my younger cousin's bed. Of course, at first, I thought it was my older cousin and asked, What are you doing? But I got no answer. A minute later, I saw that both cousins were asleep. I literally swear to God, I could see someone standing there. I saw his profile and the whole body from the side. I started to panic a little, but then my hands started to sweat and my heartbeat accelerated. Then I thought it was their dad or granddad. So I took my phone and turned on the flashlight. But then when I enlightened the spot, nothing nothing was there and the person had disappeared. I was so panicked that I quickly took my phone and started to scroll through Instagram and Facebook as fast as I could. My hands were shaking and I really wanted to tell someone or scream. I couldn't sleep two nights in a row, even in my own house, I had a hard time sleeping since since then and I usually stay up late. When I told it to my younger to my older cousin, he started laughing like it was some kind of joke and said that I was being silly. I became very paranoid since then. Also, a couple of months ago I fell asleep while watching a YouTube video and when I got up I saw a little shadow on the wall that started to disappear. I was stoned. <laughs> <laughs> I quickly wanted to watch something on YouTube, but I had school the next day, so I slept with the light on. Uh, you can laugh, but it was scary and after a time I thought and after time I thought it was just some hallucination. That shadow on the wall I mean. Nothing weird has occurred since then.
0: The end. Weird. What, like, Anissa, yes. what do you Freakies. think of that?
1: That's, I don't like, I, the part that freaked me out the most was when she, like, thought it was her grandpa, and so she got the light and then flashed it and nothing was there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would have fucking shit myself.
0: Yeah. Seriously.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah, that is not good. Not good at all. And I mean, and I, I love the fact that, like, she admits, like, yeah, I was, I was high as hell. Like, I mean, uh. I'm not going to lie, <laughs> that one was a little crazy. But, you know, um... We can't, you know, we can't, we can't uh, say that it wasn't paranormal, even though you were under the influence. So it's an interesting situation. Um, So my next story and the last encounter that we're going to talk about for today is titled, Haunted High School Pool. I work as a shift lead uh, slash lifeguard at the local high school pool. The pool isn't very old. It's been built in the last 15 years or so. I know there haven't been any drowning deaths there, but there is a rumor that somebody slipped in the men's locker room and died from head injuries, but I've never found out if that was true or false. Um, I've worked there for just over a year now, and I've experienced weird things all the time. Lights turn on and off, toilets flushing in bathrooms when nobody's there, strange noises and thuds heard. Basically, a lot of things that skeptics could pass off as natural occurrences, faulty lights and whatnot. My first story starts very early in the morning. Every morning, we open up at 5.30 a.m., I don't know why people want to swim so early, but whatever. I showed up at 5 a.m. to unlock the pool and do morning setup. Around 5.15, I hear a knock on the door and see a guy standing out there. He was quite underdressed for the cold weather, but I didn't care. I opened the door and told him we didn't open till 5.30. He responded, "'Can I come in anyway?' I won't get in the pool until oh then. <laughs> I figured that it was fine and let him in. He came to the front desk and pulled out his punch pass and scanned it. The program prompted me that his pass was expired. I told him that it was expired and he responded, "Oh. It was a punch pass. Do they expire? I explained to him that the punch passes have to be used within a year of being purchased and then told him not to worry about it and he could just go in today without paying. He said thank you and then took his swim bag into the locker room. A little bit later, my coworker texted me saying he couldn't come in today because he was super sick. I knew he was lying, but whatever. Now I'm, <laughs> Now it's over a half hour had passed and nobody else had come into the pool. I looked through the office window into the pool deck. Our pool's indoor, our office is right next to the deck, and his glass is glasses allowing us to view the deck. The man wasn't out there, and I could see that the men's locker room motion-activated lights had turned off. I went out onto the deck and looked around, and he wasn't there. I feared for the worst and ran to the locker room. The lights turned on and revealed nobody was there, no bag, nothing. I was a little freaked out at first, but then realized maybe this guy left out the doors on the opposite side of the pool without letting me know. Maybe he changed his mind about swimming. The story is kind of creepy, but could be a coincidence. So, this next story was in the same pool this time at night. We were closing, and I was with one other coworker. I was in our office counting the money we had for, made for our report. My coworker went to check both locker rooms and turned the lights off. Moments after she went to check the men's locker room, I heard a very clear long whistle. A long whistle Ooh. activates our emergency action plan, essentially, meaning that someone's hurt and other guards need to assist. So I dropped my money and ran to the locker room. When I rounded the corner to the locker room door, my coworker was walking out and was frightened when I was running at her. She asked, I asked her why she blew her whistle, and she kept saying she didn't. Turns out she left her whistle in the office. She was convinced that I was messing with her, but I know I heard a whistle. The second story here puzzles me, and I have no idea what happened. Some of my coworkers have reported having a guy coming into the pool and going into the locker room only to never come out. I don't know if anyone here could explain to me what could possibly be happening, but honestly, I still hate working there alone. It scares me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I no, think it's I don't know. Maybe it's the guy that slipped in the locker room and died and that was a real thing that happened. And I he's just so. reliving I that was this my situation. First
2: yeah, and I mean, also, think about that big body of
0: water that you have, right? Mm-hmm.
2: And that's so just that like could,
0: a portal. For, for energy, yeah. Definitely. And it's interesting because this is not even, like, when this situation happened to this person, it doesn't seem like they, that he knew that this has happened to other people until he expressed his experience to the other coworkers. So um, there's definitely something spooky going on in that pool. And I will not be going to that pool anytime soon. So that's a relief. <laughs> so, um, yeah, on that note, do you have anything to add before we wrap up this episode of Just Ghoulie Things, Anissa?
1: Um, no, I don't think so. I think I've shared pretty much everything <laughs> with you guys.
0: <laughs> Anissa, you have done fantastic. Um, I know you guys from the listening side – don't realize but we've had a lot of recording issues this episode which is really freaky because we talked about a lot of high energy stuff so I don't know if it's yeah, right. I don't know if it's coincidence or something's going on because it's you know we've had technical experiences in the past but what I'm experiencing on my end was really weird but we have a phenomenal episode for you guys. So, I hope you guys enjoyed it just as much as we did recording this. Again, Anisa, you are the best. Um we would love to have you back on reading some paranormal stories with us, hopefully. If you got if you would want to come back? Yeah, I would love that. Okay, amazing. Yeah, thank you so so much again. It really means a lot to Lily and I to have you on. Um it means a lot that you listen Absolutely. and are a supporter of the podcast. It's you it's like people like you that help keep us going. And, you know, keep us recording every single day. So uh, thank you again. And your stories are amazing. And hopefully you, you have a lot of good positive paranormal encounters in the future so you can share them with us as well. Right. Um, <laughs> Lily, do you have anything to add before we start telling our social medias? Um, nope. Okay. Not today. So Anissa, um, do you have? Do you want any? I don't know if you're big into social media. Is there anything you want to promote? Do you want to tell us your at name? Like anything you want to add before we say our social medias?
1: Um, I mean, not really. But my, I don't post a lot of like my makeup. Well, I mean, I post my own makeup on my Instagram, obviously. But like when I do other people's makeup, that's mainly on like my facebook but i mean my instagram is at ani underscore gavia with two a's at the end if anyone wants to follow me i guess
0: check (laughs) her out she does really good makeup so check her out um all right time for our social media lily let's take it away um follow us on instagram at just things podcast follow our twitter page JGT podcast. Follow our personal Instagrams, which I forgot to add: at Rebecca Ruber and at Lily Baldessari. Facebook like page: Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Facebook private group: Just Ghouly Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon: Just Ghouly Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share on our show, feel free to email us at
2: justcoolythingspodcast at gmail.com.
0: Thank you again, Anissa, for being on the show. And boo things. We will talk to boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.